Welcome to the Toffee TV podcast. This week we've had a question from Simon. Hello again, uh, Simon. Him. <clears throat> yeah, loves that we've lost. Uh, and what I mean by that is players that we sold um, or left um, that really upset us. Um, obviously, you know, my three, uh, I was absolutely devastated when Wayne Rooney left. I agree with what... Um, Ped was saying in in, a, in the video in the podcast I watched today that um, never had that feeling of someone coming through Everton ever, and I don't think we ever will in our lifetime. Um, I don't even remember when he broke into the England squad, and I was going to the pub uh, with all my mates watching the watching him make his debut and some further other games as well, and you know, he's tearing it up, and everyone was patting me on the back and saying he's your man, you know, you spotted him and stuff like that, and. Um, it was probably also the, the most enjoyable time for me watching England play. Um, and when Winnie left, since then, it's never been the same um, in that regard. Um, gutted he went. Gutted to see how successful he was with Manchester United and England and, and not being our player. Um, yeah, it was great he came back. Uh, agree with what Baz was saying. We could have, we should have kept him a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, that's the way it is. Same uh, number two was probably for me, Duncan Ferguson. Uh, I always knew he'd come back because he was Everton through and through. Um, but it still didn't. I think at that time, it, it took me more to get over than it did when Wayne Rooney left. I think Wayne Rooney probably bothers me more now than back then because I think, you know, the things we missed out on having him to stay at Everton, it would have been great to see him grow at Everton um, because you're always going to have that tag that. He, he spent the best years at Manchester United and they, and they um, helped nourish him in his uh, professional career. Um, but again, I was chuffed when Dunk came back. Uh, glad he's now on the coaching staff. Uh, I think he should stay at Everton until, until he drops dead. Um, and then the third person for me was um, Tommy Graveson. <laughs> um, I loved him the same way I suppose I loved Duncan Ferguson because of sheer passion. Um, wasn't scared to get stuck in. Um, and I even remember when uh, when he left to go to Real Madrid, which I don't blame him for going. It was a good opportunity for him. Um, but back in the day when we used to ring the Everton fan line, um, I remember uh, ringing it on a daily basis, hoping he was going to come back. And I even remember once ringing Everton Football Club and leaving a message to tell David Moyes to sign him back. Um, funnily enough, he did end up signing him back, but um, it didn't. I don't think it worked out as well as it did in the first stint. So yeah, just. What were your uh, top three disappointments, devastations of players leaving, whether they came back to the club or not? Uh, thought it might be a good cheesy topic. Uh, stay, stay safe, everyone. Cheers. I mean, that could have been a video on its own. Sai, it could have. Thank you very much. Um, you've, you've. It's a good question, and you've gone into detail, and I, and I have no problems with that. Got the brand of it and just put it up as a video. Sai's thoughts. Ah, uh, listen, good. It's a good one. I like. Stuff like this because it's a little bit different than what we've been. I like to think that side's been walking around the forests of Germany mm. with a chainsaw, thinking about that question. Just in his hand, menacingly. Well, I mean, what what other way could Simon be than menacingly walking around with a chainsaw? Do you think there's ever a time you can walk around with a chainsaw that isn't menacingly? Not to us, because we're no. not used to seeing people. Yeah. We we are fully indoctrinated into the horror film version of yeah, chainsaws true, yeah. but people use them every day 
And they're not all psychotic killers. No. Although like Simon looks like a psychotic know. killer. We don't know. That, that's <laughs> the beauty of it. We don't we don't pry. We don't ask questions. Like likes Black Forest Gatto. They just call it Gatto. Yeah. They don't need to call it Black Forest Gatto. Define it, do they? They don't. It's just Gatto from where they come from. Or Gatex. Gatex is the one. Gatto Gatto means cat in Spanish. Black Forest Cat. Black Forest Cat. Why wouldn't you? Black Forest and a cat. (laughs) Spanish. Woman. Cake. Joe Jonas said. Cake by the ocean. Anyway, what let's get on to Sai's question. Yeah, so the loves the love we lost. The love, 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 that's love, exactly love, was a sweet love. It was a sweet love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the love we lost. Yeah. Hmm? It's, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose, I think we spoke a little bit about something like this last week where we were saying how, as Evertonians, we, we take no pride in our players moving on to other clubs. No. Bigger clubs. Um, yeah, I mean it is always pitchforks, and we can never, ever, ever. It's e- like a, it's a slap in the face, though, isn't it? Yeah, we I can, think we can never see the other side of it. Can well, we? what I think it is is you, like we, you've mentioned this a few times about like the Dutch clubs and stuff. Mm. But I think they know that there's a there's a hierarchy, yeah. not of not necessarily of clubs, but there's a hierarchy of leagues mm. within the within Europe, yeah. say. So they they see that with pride, whereas this mm. country, we tend to think, and we're indoctrinated in it by our press trying to tell you that it's the greatest league in the world, the you know the best league in the world and all that. So therefore, when clubs are move, when players are moving within to onto mm. different clubs within our league, us as Evertonians don't like it because no. it's a slap in our face. It's a it's another reminder that we haven't won anything. Whereas I remember the Davy Classen one, and you go and look at this. And he, even when he was wasn't in our fair team, he went back and they took him down the pitch on a bloody car, and mm. the crowd were lauding him because he was their captain. I wonder if if he'd have moved to another club in Ajax like PSV or Feyenoord, if they'd have seen it no, the same way. Of course, way, they wouldn't. Which they wouldn't. So would you? It, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think the next big player to move from Everton will be Richarlison mm. and I think he will move to someone like Barcelona mm. or Real Madrid I don't see Everton selling him in this he won't no. move in this country so then if he moves to Barcelona or Real Madrid how are we still as bitter or are we a little bit more no, proud I, I, I don't think I'd be bitter because I think I think I would fully understand his position to be honest with mm. you there's different things on the different a lot of different reasons for the players leaving that I've I will come, we will talk about. Mm. They're not they're not all for the same reason. Um, I fully appreciate personally, and this is just because of and a lot of them are dictated by when they left as well. The age of what I was mm. um, and the age of what they were. Of course, yeah. Um, but what I would say is the most recent one was was Romelu Lukaku. And he would not be on my list because the simple fact is when Romelu Lukaku left Everton Football Club, I fully understood why he left Everton Football mm. Club. It was for him time to leave, um, to better himself. Everton weren't going anywhere. The, the He'd already, I think Aaron Koeman did an interview last week where he said we 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 managed to keep him for the next year. Um, but when it came to the end of that, 
he was ready to go, we messed up because we didn't replace him. And in in that terms, I had no problem with Romelu Lukaku. I remember when he went, it was just like, huh, and we were losing the most important person in our in our at our football club at the time. But we'd obviously, you know, it it come before him with Romelu when he didn't sign his contract. I think we all knew that day that he would be leaving, and that was a little bit hard to take. Um, because I remember we were sitting in here waiting for something to happen to be signed and then it never happened and we were just like dumbfounded by it yeah. because we fully expected them to sign regardless of what that meant um, but I think as a football club we we let him down a little bit as a, in terms of not buying players not him like personally but just, just in terms of like trying to build a, a team and, mm. so you can under, I could understand from that point I think you've got to match a player's ambition uh, if you match a player's ambition and they want to leave then, some, then you can feel aggrieved. Yeah, by the whole situation. So I think you're right with Rom. Yeah, you know it's it's, quite, it's well documented, isn't it? That he wasn't my favourite player, but I I knew what a what a brilliant centre forward he was, and he was vital to us. And we had that opportunity. He stayed when a lot of us thought he might move on. We managed to keep him. Um, and we we should have followed it up really. And I think this was his bugbear. That contract was done before Christmas. And he was still, if you remember, Mini Diola's 99% mm. done. And so the agreed date was February for when he would sign the deal eventually. But we had the whole January transfer window to improve the squad. Mm. And okay, they brought Morgan Schneider in. Yeah. But he wanted another attacking player, didn't he? Lukaku yeah. said himself, uh. and he'd seen. He said, come on, said. There was a couple of players there that would have took us on to another level and we didn't go after them. And at that time, you kind of look and go, cheeky bastard, like, get back in your box, you know. You're getting well paid, do your job, let mm. the club know best. But the reality of it was, that same season, we were four points behind Liverpool on April the 1st, going into the Merseyside derby. Yeah. And then we lost it. And then we still could have dragged ourselves back into the race and we threw the Man United game away in the 96th minute. Mm -hmm. Ashley Williams, the yeah. penalty. And you just wonder if we'd have got a couple of those players that Lukaku was talking about, we could have finished fourth that year yeah. with Koeman because we went on a great run. Ron was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He still carried on scoring big goals. Yeah, yeah. So you look back and, I, and, my, and my, kind, my viewpoint has kind of changed on this as time's gone on. It's like, he was right. He was right to question it. Now, before Mashiri, he, he couldn't really question it because we, we, all our money went on him, really. Yeah. We pushed the boat out to sign £30 million pound with Everton. Mm. We didn't really have that money and we bought him. So you're right, when he, we knew come to the end of that season he wasn't going to stick around. And the irony is, if he would have stuck around for one more season with a lot of those players mm. we brought in, we might have been better again. Some of those players might have helped him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I know it the way it worked, it didn't quite work like that because we didn't have him at the top end mm. of the pitch. But imagine with Wayne Rooney playing just off him yeah. and things like that. And that was the kicker, wasn't it? Was that if he could have just done one more season with us? Yeah. And he went to United, and although he won a cup, did he win it? No, he didn't win anything. No. He went to United. I think he finished second, didn't he? Or something. He didn't win anything. And you kind of looked at it and went, "Yeah, you've gone." But people look at you now as if like you're a failure. P 
People looked at him as his time at United and were like, he needs to go, he's not good enough for us. And yet mm. he still he still scored like 20 goals or something the first mm. season and then, okay, the second season wasn't very good and they couldn't wait to get shut of him. And you, it's a bit like, it's a little bit like the Rooney thing, only Rooney went into a team that was winning things. So as a, as a move for him, it was a great move. But mm. for Lukaku we went and the, people will look back at him and just be like, uh, you know, that time at United was wasted almost. Yeah. He didn't move to a club that then won the league, and you go fair play. He went and he won the league the way like you know other players have. It was it, I know why he went, and I accepted mm. it. But when you look back, was it the right move for him to me? I don't know. Well, he wanted to choke to Chelsea, really, didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. it didn't. That was out, the thing, wasn't it? Didn't pan out, and now you know he's gone to Inter now. But um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. Go on. Because the first player on my list won't be the first player on your list because it's Gary Lineker. Yeah. Was the first real player. I was obviously a kid. We had this lad that scored 40 goals. It was incredible. We were lead champions when we signed mm. him. He was brilliant. Okay, we we mentioned it a few times. We were, you know, we were so close to winning a double with him. We lost a double within a week, very much like United in 95, actually. Yeah. Um, we lost that double in a week. And he went off to the World Cup. You know, this was very much like a similar thing to Wayne Mooney, I guess, when yeah. the Euros. But he went off to the World Cup. He was ours. Incredible. Went there. Golden boot at the World Cup. You know, England, it was all about Everton's four players. Mm -hmm. You know, Steve and Stevens, Reid mm -hmm. and uh, Gary Lineker. Um, get to the end of that World Cup. England were brilliant and they're unlucky losing a quarter-final. And it's like... He's gonna be ready to go again. I remember seeing him on Wogan, and um, and this this shows you how like his his profile was bigger and Everton's profile was big. Mm. That they had Gary Lineker on Wogan as a guest, mm. and Wogan said to him, "There's like a lot of rumours about you moving from Everton to Barcelona." And he was like, "I'm not going anywhere." And Wogan's like, "So if you leave, I can have you back and like call you a liar." And he was like, "Yeah, I'll come sleep back on it." And he, Lo and behold, he goes and signs the next day for Barcelona because obviously Kendall, Kendall had done the deal anyway. But that was the that was a kid like a real yeah. as a kid it was a real kick in the uh, the nuts because yeah. I was was I thirteen fourteen mm. and Everton were brilliant. So having this striker who was incredible, who bettered anything we'd done the year before in terms of goals, for him to just go. And it just felt empty. And and as a kid, when you were yeah. this player going, I'm not going anywhere. Mm. I'm staying. You know, in the days when I believed footballers, yeah. uh, that was a real. That was one that hurt. And and okay, we won the league and then mm. this the next season. And I spoke to Aidan Heath last week, and he, ironically, he probably would have gone. He was like one of my heroes. He said himself, Lineker would have stayed. Maybe he'd have gone. Chelsea wanted him and stuff. So that was the first one. Mm. That was really. And I still regret it now because he was the. I said to you, he's the best striker yeah, I've ever course. seen. Of course, and no, what? But the thing with Lineker is though, Lineker's the again though. Like I'm, I, I'm, I said to him, that was a bit too young then to mm. fully appreciate it. Yeah, and I think I'd remember at the time being annoyed because I was a kid, mm. but I was more annoyed. I think that we'd sold Andy Gray. And then we brought Lineker, and then we sold Andy Gray, yeah. and we ended up uh, sold Lineker, and we ended up having neither of these yeah, two. That, I, you know, I was going to say, and that was another thing that yeah. the two of them, the two of them in twelve months, yeah. and it was almost like 
Why didn't we just keep on? Yeah, yeah. That I think I remember like, at the so time. I was, you know, like you like you ask. You know, when kids ask straight questions, that people just sort of go, "Yeah, you know, like." You know like, what you forget, and you mightn't forget this, but we beat United in the Charity Shield the first it. game of the oh, season. First time we went to Wembley. Andy Gray was sub. Mm. That day, and he went. He went. The, no, no, the we spoke about this before, but it's like I think it was more like when you know I was more like, hang on, we Andy Gray. I loved Andy Gray. And Lin- I loved Lineker, and you know it just just didn't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah. Well, again, though it's it's one of those things which has come out since though Lineker said I didn't want to go anywhere. Mm. Kendall sold me, and we now know that Howard Kendall sold him because Howard Kendall was doesn't really paint a great picture for Howard Kendall that as a as a manager um, that he was prepared to sell an Everton play because he thought he was going to Barcelona. I think that was a bit of shit, bit of a shitty trick, I must say. No, it was. Um, it was. But um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, and you know, you just said there, you're gonna win the league. But but that was like a patch team, and if Willian had stayed, who knows what he would have achieved? Or even if Everton had been smart, and and again, listen, people have different views on this. I can't stand Philip Carter. I have no idea why people think he's this amazing person. I think he's one of the major reasons why Everton are in the position we are have been in the last twenty five years. Mm-hmm. People will argue with me with that. I, I find it sickening that we've got a stand named after him. I really do. Um, but that was a product of what happened. No, I know. He, he was he was lauded because... Because he kept Kendall. There was pressure on him to sack Kendall. Yeah. And he, he yeah. went against the fans. But in this day and age... Anyway, in this day anyway, and age... Yeah, yeah. This day and age, an owner of a football club simply would not bow down to the to the pressures of a government or, and a sporting body. It's as simple as that. It's just... No, and then to let Lineker go and not have the savvy to put something in the clause, like players left all the time at the, to go to your, to go into Europe at that time, but they came back straight away with mm. the tail between Rush, the legs. Rush was back. Rush a was year back. Later. Okay, you had other play. Like okay, we had a few, but no, like Sunes went, and he had two or three years, and a few more after Platt stayed, and like three clubs over there. Hately had a couple, but Hately, he wasn't Hately, there Hately was there, come there and gone. Wilkins there and gone. Luther mm. Blissett there and gone. They came Gordon back Cowans. quick. Yeah. Paul Ryan out. out. They went. They went. Des Walker. They went. Couldn't adjust to life because that's mm. that's the way they were. Aldridge, and the way we Aldridge are. Yeah. Oh, wasn't too bad associate that though. It no, was, but he was good. Yeah. But he, what I mean is, he, he come back first opportunity. Though, yeah. Didn't he? I mean, Sammy paid him a ridiculous amount of money for a bad yeah. level. Mm. But anyway, um, we should have had something in the contract. Looking at it, going, you'll be back. You'll be back. Let's make sure we're covered. And to not and for Lineker to come back and come back in his peak, mm, um, go to Spurs and yes he won the cup, but he should have come back to us and I, I again, so yeah I can I can I can appreciate that one. Um, and if we're gonna do this, we might as well do this in order in like be like chronological. So the next one for me, I mean a lot of players come and go in the next few years, and I accept, I accept that um, a lot of them were down to age. Peter D don't. It's one of those things. Like I'm again too young to appreciate it. Yeah. See, Heath was my hero. Yeah. But when he went, he was already he Colin Harvey had phased him out the team. Yeah, yeah. But when you look, he was 27, no, no. 28. It was nonsense. Yeah. He was sub for Cotty. And you're like, he was fucking miles better than Cotty still. But but that so when he went, mm. I kind of had come to terms. When Reed went, I remember but it Reed just being like mm, you know, I'm getting young. But, but moving on a little bit, mm. Premier League era, 
because this is where I'm getting like I'm in senior school and mm. and like I'm in my teens. Um, was Beardsley first mm. season brilliant, second season did he drop off a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I think probably mm. the enthusiasm went out of his game a little bit. But we were a bit crap. But though. we were crap and play. He was playing with crap players and Newcastle came up and Keegan went for him and thought he can be the player that gels all this together they've got a young striker in Cole and he this older head took him and he was magnificent for them oh, and God. their their game was our loss completely because we were just he was like he was like a diamond in any team and for us to just let him go for a couple of million quid and let him go to someone it was like oh Newcastle United a big deal they got come up with ambition transform and he just he was in the team and 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 again it was that that just neglect of understanding what what makes a football team and what like i don't know whether it was arrogance or we had what did we who did we replace him with we, we didn't it's not like we had this we were bringing in shiny play we were bringing in like big pop we had like mo johnson and when we brought paul ride out in and we had we had cotty but like peter beardsley like this no, like like a number ten who pulled all the strings, dropped into it midfield, picked up the scored ball, goals. scored goals, assists, and you're like you're like, what are you doing? What how is this a way to run a football club? Couple of million quid here and there for a player of his quality, mm. absolutely mental, mental decision. Remember them, remember them, in their first season they beat us two 0 at home by Christmas, and he was he, he was brilliant, and you were just looking at him thinking. How? How? Why? Why have we sold him? He's still absolutely brilliant, and he was for a couple of seasons at Newcastle. He was the reason why Andy Cole got his move to Man U because he created all his goals for him. Mm -hmm. Cole sucked him brilliantly. Don't get me wrong, but Beardsley was unbelievable, unbelievably talented footballer and one who slipped again. When you go back over, you try not to think too much about Everton because if you think too deeply and go into it, it, it you. It makes you think I want to support someone else because the stupidity mm. of the football club over the last 30 years has been incredible. You you wonder who, how people have made these decisions. It's mm. absolute nonsense and he was another one, Beardsley. It's no. a nonsense decision. No. Made no sense at all. As you said, ever since John Moore's That was the real thing. Away. We yeah. just, one, we... Once Moore's, John Moore's got ill and it got handed over to fucking David Marsh. Mm. Fuck's sake. You know, and people like that. It was the it was the death knell of the football club, really. He you know, it always go on about Alan Shearer. Three hundred grand. You know, we'll yeah. offer three million, we'll they want three point three for him. So pay it. You're an established Premier League club, pay it. And we wouldn't pay it. And Blackburn did pay it and he won yeah. the friggin' league for them a year later. So who knows what he'd have done no, at Everton on his own. Um, go on, have you, have you got anyone next or is it? Next is chronological order will be... Duncan. The big man. Duncan. The big man. Quite simply... Tears, really. Mm. And possibly the only time I've been in tears when someone's left Everton. I, I t I've sold this story before. So, I... I just loved Duncan, like clearly. But I, um, uh, like the nineties being an Evertonian was yeah, sure. was horrible, and it's mad, isn't it? Because we've said this loads of times. Ninety five was only 
eight years after winning the league. Mm. Mad. And we felt like but it was... felt like it was an eternity. Yeah, it felt like an eternity. Fucking 25. I know. Pardon my French. 25 years later. And, uh, but what... I just remember... I remember... Like you were saying, we brought in all these like bit par players, Beasley went and Mo Johnson and then Paul Ride out and you were looking to put and I know Paul Ride but first it was just like really? And then like oh it was just crap. But I just remember we'd been linked with so many Brent players. Angel. Oh, being linked with like all kinds of we like Chris yeah. Armstrong and David Hurst and all these we desperate for a striker and we obviously we obviously know we went after Dion Dublin and Howard left and it was just like again the people who run the club were just idiots yeah just idiots and that can that you know a lot hasn't changed in in a lot of, in over that time just didn't like people just didn't understand what I don't just don't seem to understand like it's so like obviously it's easier now looking back and going but like in the first couple of years of the Premier League, you look back at like videos of like say Man United and they're renovating like the whole of the ground because they understood they were ready for the Premier League. Mm. Whereas we were a club who negotiated that we were one of the five teams in the room negotiating for the Premier League, and yet we did not have a clue how it was going to affect football. And we were literally like one. We were the team sitting there going, everything's going to be the same. Everything's going to be the same. Yeah. We're just going to have more money. And what those other clubs did, a lot of them was like no. You have to use your power that you've got now to propel you because the way it's going, they understood, Man United understood that even though they hadn't won anything, they were still a massive club and they had to chain that and make themselves bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. They understood the value. We didn't. We were just like... Well, if we'd have, if we'd have started renovating Goodison exactly. when that started, we'd have a, we wouldn't be going to Bramley Mall now. Mad. Potentially. It's just, it's just, just mad. Just pathetic. Um and then Duncan comes in, bringing him on loan, and and then remember the like, first couple. And this is a play we'd missed out on as well. You know, he was going to Leeds for four million quid. We were linked with him, and then he ends up going to Rangers. And I remember at the time thinking oh, he's not that good anyway. And then you get him, and then he does that in the derby, and then he goes on it. You just goes on that little run of scoring goals. I mean, he just seemed to love everything about the club and. He didn't talk to the press, so it was like, oh, he hates everyone, he just loves us. And then I remember when we signed him, I already had his, I already had his name on the back of my shirt before we signed him permanently. I had the white, I've still got it in ass, white shirt with uh, Duncan Figs, and Figs and Nan on the back, still got it in ass. And um, I remember when we signed him permanently, it was, you know, and he was our talisman, wasn't he? For the next few years, he was our talisman, he used to score against Liverpool, he used to score against Man United. Scored in big games. He he was normally up for big games. Obviously, he was up. The injury problems were, were were bad as well. But I just, I just, I had this like, my bedroom was just wall to wall with Everton posters. Mm. Pamela Anderson on the ceiling, wall to wall. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Mm. Pamela Anderson on the ceiling, mm. wall to wall, Everton. And I had this wall facing. And I remember I used to go. I used to get. Like the shoot and the match just for Everton posters. I'd go and get them and they're just like last the magazine just for like one poster. And I had this like Duncan Ferguson wall and in the middle was this picture of um that someone had drawn for me and I think my mum and what Jane had got me for Christmas and I had it in this frame. It was on the wall, all these posters around the whole I wish I took pictures, it was amazing my bedroom. And um so when the rumours come out of them going and I remember being at the match, 
and the sky shown and being in the the room, the box. Uh, the box. I was just like, can't be selling Duncan. Like he's literally what the club is. He was the only player yeah, he had. Literally, yeah. like keeping this club afloat. Mm. Everything is ma- the merchandise and everything. And I remember like the next day, and it was like, oh, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And I rung Newcastle club call, and Freddie Shepherd was on. Was like, yeah, Duncan's here, and we're gonna be. And, and I was just, and I got this picture off the wall and I threw it down the stairs and the, it was a proper wood proper like wood and it just bounced off the wall and the marks it left holes in the wall all the way down and inside was glass as well the glass shattered everywhere the thing was destroyed and I, I was just oh, if I had like if I was so a little bit older like a ridiculous like, teenager throwing oh, tantrums but it wasn't a tantrum it was like a full blown episode and honestly, if uh, if you if I had the access to the things I've got now, oh my god, the video would have been incredible. Would have been incredible the video, um, or even on Twitter, I would have put, put no, death threats out and everything to the club, uh, genuinely, because I was just it's like losing your idol, mm. Lo- losing your idol, like to to Newcastle, okay, Newcastle. No, no. And I remember on the I remember like the first game he played on the. On the um, on the Saturday, and I just remember like him watching his goal and just being like, "Till two, didn't he? Yeah, they beat Wimbledon three-one. It's just like me won a chart, no one. And how it was, it was uh, weird. It was weird, wasn't it? Because uh, obviously I was I was working at Everton then, so I knew in the night that he he'd gone, you know, um, that it was done, or they were selling him. I just remember coming home, we beat. I think he won nil. Did we was playing Newcastle? No, we played. Play. Michael Ball scored a yeah. penalty. We, was it West Ham? Whoever it was, it was Newcastle. Sure, it was Newcastle. We beat them one nil with a penalty from Ball. Was it? Might have been. Might have played the deal. Or Southampton. Someone anyway. We beat them one nil. It was that definitely night. someone. And I remember. I just remember getting up the next morning and just feeling sick. Yeah. And just like, and then he didn't go, did he? And. For the couple of, he said himself he he refused to go, didn't he, mm-hmm. for the day, in the hope that, you know, when he was in here, he'd said, and I'd heard the story before, he'd passed Walter on the, the stairs, didn't he, and said, thanks for selling me, and Walter Smith was like, the fuck are you talking about? And he mm-hmm. went into the boardroom, and it was, and the club had obviously, that sold, took the money, Johnson had took the money for him, hadn't he? And it was, it was unbelievable, and for a few weeks, it just didn't, Everton just didn't feel like Everton anymore, it just felt... Mm-hmm. We were just like a shell, you know. We had, we just didn't have anything. Even though we'd gone and and Kadamati scored, didn't he? That Charlton that we won two one, and it was a big win because we were shit. Mm. Let's be honest, it was a big win. That's what made it even worse. But it was just like you just looked and was like, we actually haven't got anything now. You know, we just mm. stayed up, and it was just horrible. It was a horrible time. Yeah, because don't forget as well. He'd um, played his part massively in goals in the last couple of seasons. Being our captain, he'd, been our, he'd got become proper talisman. And the manager didn't want him to go. The fans didn't want him to go. The player didn't want to go. Mm. So it made a complete villain out of Peter Johnson. And it ended up being the beginning of the end for his tenure at yeah, the club. He was done, wasn't you know, Bill. Uh, yeah, later got the money together to, to eventually get him out. Um, and when he come back and he beat us 2-0 on the Sunday at yeah, home Duncan was an interesting he'd be done someone on the halfway line he remembered jumping up and 
and screaming at him just out of frustration for it for like that he wasn't mm. our player you know what I mean and they scored they beat us 2-0 and it was just like he wasn't that but you know, no he wasn't but well, you were looking and going just come here with Newcastle beat us 2-0 yeah. it's like and they've got they've got not only if they come and beat us they've got our player mm. up front for them you know and it yeah. was just that it was just such a horrible time wasn't it and Remember his goal against Man U, which yeah, reflected. Yeah, do you know what I watched it? No, why I watched it, right? Hell of a goal. Because I was watching um, one of the Everton watch alongs. It was the Boxing Day Sunderland one, and they're talking all the way through, updating the scores, because um, it was off the radio at the time, Radio Everton, mm. Graham White and Darren Griffiths, it was, and they were Liverpool were playing Newcastle, and it was like Duncan Ferguson just declared from Newcastle, and I was like, I don't Liverpool. I was like, yeah. I don't remember that. And I went on the internet and I was looking for it all over YouTube and I could like I couldn't find it. I'm gonna need to have a proper deep dive. Um, yeah, he scored an equaliser against Liverpool on Boxing Day for Newcastle, and I don't remember that goal at all. Because we either been no, no, Gross and Everton, but Spank and Sunderland. I, and, and but when I was on there, I seen the goal he scored against Man United. Took it on the chest, left foot. No, he didn't. Or did he just? Hook he just it? let he just let it come across his body, and he just hooked, hooked it first it, time, man. and it's sensational. They beat them three 0 didn't yeah, it? It's sensational them. goal, and. Um, because it reminded me of the one he scored at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was just a sensational goal. But it was. They, I mean, they like the Geordies loved them. Oh, they like, did. Them. They, they loved him because he was still. We got loads of comments on our video about him. Yeah, because he was an idol, wasn't he? But you know, to get him back as well was incredible. To when. But I always knew he'd come back. No, you th- you go. Oh, like Wayne. I was. We always yeah. said Wayne would play for Everton again. But the longer it got, I know Duncan was. It was relatively short. He was back eighteen months after he'd mm. gone. So. But even so, getting them back was still a big thing because he was Newcastle liked them. He was he was no, doing well for them. That, so that I mean, as much as we will give Ken like stick and he deserves some <laughs> of it, he does deserve credit for getting them. I back was just about them. to say, if any any person in a football club, you ever ever wanted somebody at your football club to have that kind of thing that we all know Bill's got. Bill is the perfect person. He yeah. has got that. Not only is he a, is he a fan, and, and I know he's listen. He is a fan, and I've given loads of grief through the years, but but he's also got that theatrical timing as oh, well, where he understands he that. He recognises what what the connections are. But he understands like no one would have bought Duncan back who had any sense, no. because they would have recognised that his injury record was terrible. Mm. His goal scoring record didn't hold up with those injuries mm. and actually he was more he was more a talisman more than an well, Joe said it he became a legend before he became a player mm. and no one it just didn't make any sense but that didn't matter to Bill because he didn't make decisions like that he makes decisions from his heart rather than his head mm. um, and and you funny thing about Bill Ken, right? you just think to yourself if he had endless amounts of money what he would have done for Everton because he just would have gone, do what you want. It would have been incredible. It would have been absolutely he incredible. Be Everton, he's made massive mistakes, Bill. Yeah, of course, yeah. And he's made stuff that you can't defend. We sold off all the stuff we owned. Johnson started that, mm. but Bill carried it on to, to try to fund what, because he didn't have the money. Yeah. But if he would have been the Sultan of Brunei when he tried <laughs> to get him in, I think he'd have been an incredible chairman for Everton because of in terms of giving the managers he, he, what they he, want. That's the problem. And, he und- and the thing, to, sorry, just let me the thing that people criticise him, and they, they're right, mm. I'm not saying they shouldn't criticise him, and I'm not saying they shouldn't hold them accountable mm. for stuff, because they should. But what you also have to remember with Bill Kenlight is, and a lot of different people have told me this, who were in the game, mm. and they were well-connected, and some people don't need to say anything about him, because it's not really mm. their place. 
I've said he's a he's brilliant. Nico. He understands football. He mm. really does understand the football side. He's been of the there game. long enough, hasn't he, to understand? And he it. knows that. But what I was going to say is that because he is, because he's always tried to get Everton everything he wants. Mm. He has made massive mistakes yeah, where he, he sold things off. He's been ridiculous. He's done stupid things. Yeah. To, to, for, he's done long-term harm to the football has, club for short-term gain. And Kirby was nearly the frigging biggest. And maybe one that's one of the things he did with Duncan by bringing him back. It was like. But, but you say no, that, no, but I, then don't come back and, and he played his part. No, I'm not having a go, I'm just saying that. No, but you're in right. high, Other people probably would have gone, this doesn't make, not make any no, financial sense. You can get sense. someone else who will but be don't, more... But he recognised, and this is why people love him at the football club, is because they all recognise that to him it's about it's about more than that. And people will say, oh, I love the chairman, he's done this, mm. he's done that for me. So you've got to appreciate that as a fan. It can be difficult at times if you see through a lot of the stuff. That he does and go that that didn't make any sense for it mm. to really, but um, no, don't you know? Duncan leaving was 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 uh, you know was bad. And and listen, you know we got Kevin Campbell in the meantime, and mm-hmm. that that was a that was a good buffer in the end. It yeah. wasn't not quite the connection because, and this is big simple because Kevin Campbell's club is Arsenal, mm. and you understand that he was an Arsenal fan and stuff like that. But you you love. Players that come to you who aren't Evertonians that become Evertonians, mm. there's something special about that. It makes you feel like you've done your part in doing that as a fan. So, no, Duncan was just that's the worst. Duncan's the worst one for me. Um, yeah. In terms well, of I'm like, saying that, that's the last time. In terms of, tears in your eyes. In terms of, of just what he actually meant. But um, moving on to, I mean, obviously Wayne Mooney was, and everything we've just said actually plays into. Wayne Rooney because he come in and the thing about Wayne was and I'll always remember it was you're moving from I'm moving from me, te- me teens now to you know being a full grown man mm. um, and watching Everton and, and been watching for a while and we've won nothing and then you hear whispers there's a kid out there and this coincided with the beginning of the internet generation and and the forums and I used to go on Blue Kipper a lot, um, and you were hearing whispers that there was this player out there and it, like everyone's talking about him, and he's not just good, he's incredible. Mm. And there was little you, you didn't get to see loads, but there was little things about of him. And I remember seeing the goal at the time, and. This is still a goal that loads of people mightn't have seen. It's in the semi-final of the Youth Cup and playing Spurs away. And there's a free kick about 40 yards out. And Wayne tries to have a shot and it hits the wall and it bounces back to him and he just hits it first time and it just rockets in. And it's, like, it's like 45, it's 50 his... yards, 60 yards out. No, honestly, it's incredible. It hits it go... with his right foot. Yeah. It's the wall, comes back and he hits it first time with his left foot. And it just flies in. And then but, he, but what he... about the second goal, is it? Yeah. The second goal when he comes in and he goes chest it away from the lad and puts it in. But if you watch if you watch that at the time, you'd be like, unbelievable. So, like, I remember we got to the Youth Cup final. We played Villa at home and he, he played and he scored. And that's the game that he got the once a blue, oh, it was a blue T-shirt. It was a digger for Annie Jeffers, which is the irony in it. Is him. But loads of people in Goodison that day. And, like, we went to Villa Park. We got beat, I think. We ended up getting beat 4-1, didn't we, innit? But everyone was like, this kid's unbelievable. And that it's funny that because that sort of said as well that the rest of them are crap. It's all been on him. He's literally got Everton to the Youth Cup final, mm. and that was sort of proved right because no one else come through. 
Um, Alshman did, didn't he? Yeah, but they were all... No, but they were in that team. Oh, oh no, they won it, They'd they? been in the... They 90, were in the... They were in the 98 team, yeah, weren't yeah. they? Um, they were a couple of years. There was before. no one. There was, like, there was Symes and, like, Schumacher and... Uh, you could tell with, it, with, with Wayne, he was... The buzz was... I remember going to Southampton when Moyes coming. Yeah. And I, I was, again, because I was working at Everton, we played Ipswich at home in the league. And Walter asked the FA, could they have Rooney on the bench? And he said no. For um, what's the Premier League rule or something yeah. at that time. He was 15. He was 15, but there was something, I don't, whatever the cut of it, because he ended up being Wasn't on... he still in school? Yeah, he was still in Wasn't school. Wasn't that the thing? No, you couldn't be in school and play. Something like that. Something. You had to leave school. That was the thing, I think. And it all come down to contracts and mm, being in school and stuff. But then Moyes had him on the bench at Southampton mm. towards the end of the season. He didn't come on. Yeah. But I was, I'd gone. It was on the Saturday night and we beat them 1-0 and Steve Watson. Watson scored. And as he get, got up to warm up, we all stood up yeah. and we're all singing Rooney. Now this kid hadn't even kicked the ball yeah, but we all for knew. the first thing, but everyone knew. Yeah. And he was warming up. You could see him looking and it, it must have been like, oh my God. And Moyes didn't bring him on. We, didn't yeah. need, we, helped, we won the game 1-0 and, and the season kind of petered. That yeah. we'd done then and yeah. we had a couple of terrible... Last couple of games because we were safe. I remember mm-hmm. we drew two each with Leicester at home and they were shite. They were two nil up. We scored yeah. late on and we drew two two with them and it just petered yeah. out, so to speak. And and then obviously he he, he makes his debut the first game of the season. But he was it was having that player of he he come in in that mm-hmm. at that age. We knew who he was and mm-hmm. he scored the goal against you know, two against Wrexham in the League Cup and that was he was up. I was in America for that. Well, I remember that he, I was in America and. Um, Man United when he came on against Man United it was nil-nil they scored three in like the last ten minutes we, last four minutes yeah we properly rocked them that yeah. night but Rooney came on and he terrorised went on that run and I think that's when Ferguson probably looked at him and said I need to get him we terrorised him he, he said did. it was the four three was when he made his mind up he was buying him but anyway um, and then obviously the Arsenal game was the week after and uh, he scores the goal and that's uh, the chip a minute later yeah, and it was just like, uh, like but when you've got like the best player in the world, what it seems to be the most exciting player in the world, player you could be destined for anything, 16-year-old, you've got everything that goes from place for England, and your boss is that, and I remember his mum become like, I remember going to a do at Everton, and uh, his mum was there and his cousin, and they were just properly mobbed. Like, they, like his, people want pictures with his mum everywhere you went, and his dad, and dad was going to all the games because he was a big blue anyway. And it, it was just, it was just nuts. And then I remember, um, obviously he went to the Euros and he was magnet. And I, I just remember little things, you know, little things like, there's little things like, um, and this will sound stupid, but like, there was a, there was this Adidas, uh, sorry, this Nike boot called Total 90 boot. Um, white, it was like different colours and it had like this bit on it that went from the, went from the top where the laces were on an angle they were on the side yeah, so yeah. this colour went from the top where the laces were being down into the toe and I remember like different players at the time you know like the like you know the the uh, oh, like oh. the scorpion yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that and all different players had different colours of it and the coloured boot was starting coming to come out and I just remember that he wore these white ones with with blue or black and the next minute he was wearing like blue ones with a white thing and they were like they were like a proper like wing, and it was like, fucking hell, did Nike give him his own boot? We've got, now we've got these boots that I could go out and buy blue and white ones I wanted, you know, I want, oh. 
And it was little things like that that were starting to get me excited. And the, I remember the last game of the season. It was in the first season. I worked with the daughter of Bob Pendleton, who discovered them. And I, we were having a drink with her in the brick or somewhere. And she was like, just want to, do, do you want to come down to the Western? We were like, mm, don't, I don't know. And she was like, come the Wesley, like in Croxteth. And we were like, Wayne will be there. Come come with us, you'll be with us. And I was like, we were like, should, should we? So we went and we were sitting, we were, we were having a drink. And we were just having a bevy. And my, like, we didn't know anyone in the pub. Mm. There was, I think there was like three of us. And um, Ma- Maggie, she got blasted. And she was all over the pub and she ended up just getting off. So we're just sort of in this pub on our own and we don't know anyone. And Rooney's mum just went, she'd introduced us to Rooney's mum. And she went, come and sit with us. She's like, you're on your own. Look, so she's come, we're sitting down and we're sitting down. And my missus is talking to Maggie. And it, I always remember it because it was me, my missus and my brother-in-law Paddy. And they're both sitting with Everton tops on with Rooney 18 on the back. And then when you're just like, Oh, this oh, is so cringy. Yeah. Anyway, so we're drinking and everything's fine. And next minute, Wayne walks in, heads to toe in Nike gear. He just means to man. We're straight after the game to um, to Manchester. There's this Nike tournament thing going on, and at the end of it, he was getting unveiled as a new Nike signed a Nike contract. Oh. So he heads to toe in Nike gear. And he walks in and he's just like, he looks at us with his mum and he's he, all right, Wayne. And, and Paddy just goes to get his programme and go, and I went, put your programme down. Like, he's not, he's, this is his pub. Mm-hmm. He's having a pint. This is his pub. Don't be, don't be asking for autographs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just remember sitting there and like, the shirts. It was just like, oh, this is so cringy. But it was so weird just being like, in, in the environment like, and, and, and then I remember going to do the next year I think it was someone's wedding in our work and Margie was there and she was with a fella Mick and I, we were talking like you know how long Jack and Wayne will be and I remember Mick saying to me he'll go at the end of the season I was like what what and I think he'll go at the end of the season I think this is when his money and I was just like don't be stupid no chance on earth will he leave at the end of the season this is his second season at Everton there's not a chance on earth he's going oh, I, I, I think he might you know and I was like and I just like nonsense you know nothing sir and it was just like, yeah, because the feelers were out then, and after the Euros and how good he was in the Euros, it was just like, it was mm. it was a strange time because he was just incredible. I remember being in there. I remember doing the derby tickets for them when I was sat in. Sue Palmer, who's not there anymore, but sat in their office at Belfield. So you go in, it was on the right hand side, like the reception, and I was just writing something, and I just felt like. That on my shoulder. I'm just like, it looked like that. He was just on my shoulder going like, where am I getting mine? Like, you know, coming and sat with me for about an hour while the players were coming and we were just talking. And it was the one when he come on and knocked Tingy out the way and sma- uh, him and Kirkland come together mm. and he hit the bar. He didn't, and you were like, Anfield, oh yeah. my God, we've what a player we've got here. Like. And then that later that second season, you know, we'd had the bust up with Moyes over the uh, Pepsi advert. He'd gone to Spain on the Thursday to do that and we went to Bolton and we got beat 2-0 at Bolton and Rooney was playing and Moyes took him off about five minutes into the second half and he come off and, and well eat the bottle at Moyes and sat down with a cob on and mm. he was starting to go, oh, he's not happy. And I remember a couple of mates who were cop fights and stuff going, you won't be able to keep him because mm. he's a 
you know, unless you've got more and we were like, no, he'll stand. The worst thing was about the April or the May, I remember being at Belfield and we were just talking and obviously England were coming up and he was, everyone knew he was going with England and all that. And uh, someone said he's going to be given, the, he wants the captaincy next season. And I was like, can't give him the captaincy at 18, surely. And he was like, that's what he wants. Like, he wants, mm. and he said to me, he's like, I want to be the captain. And, we reckon that because there was going to be a crossover mm. like give it what we've said now give yeah. it to the new breed and then he'd done an interview about two weeks later right at the end of the season it was he'd done an interview um, in fact we've got the picture that picture I brought in here and he's got mm. the England kit on the, at Man City England played a game at Etihad and he's done an interview that week saying I want to be the Everton captain mm. next season and I was thinking ah, you know we might get another season out of yeah. him but then he goes to Euros and Scores them goals and the feelers are out to sell them because mm -hmm. Trevor Bird, we've said this before. And ironically, if Trevor Bird would have got his own way, Everton would have come out of it a hell of a lot stronger yeah. than what he did. And talking about Bill before, mm -hmm. we were giving him praise. Well, this was the other side yeah, of yeah. Bill is that the emotional thing allowed us to be backed into a corner yeah. where we ended up getting the worst bit of the deal we could have got. Yeah. When if we'd have sold them at the right time, yeah. we'd have doubled our money. That's it. And, I, and you're right, the thing with Moyes as well didn't, you know, he'd gone, there was the thing the year before, South Africa, wasn't it, claiming he had an injury, so mm. he couldn't go. And that started problems. Wayne wanted to do all kinds and Moyes wouldn't let him, he wouldn't let him talk on interviews, he wouldn't, he was like, I'm trying to protect the player and it was like, are you protecting him though? Mm. Because he's it's already out. Like a boy from Everton, he was doing everything. He was doing like you just said, he was doing adverts for like Coke and Pepsi and and Nike and all kinds of stuff in England and everywhere else. He seemed to be he, the, the the media couldn't get enough of him. No. Yet we we hid him. Like again, it was like that thing of we got to protect the plane. It was like like you're protecting him, but are you really protecting him? Because he's gonna be. He's like a force of nature. And you hype, you're almost by protecting him, making the hype bigger. Mm -hmm. By going, no, you're not doing that, you, you're not doing that. You're actually, people want, we've seen it with Duncan to a different extent, but because he didn't speak, we've seen it with people yeah. like Michael Jackson and people in the world when we don't know anything yeah, about yeah. them. The the myth becomes bigger. Yeah, yeah. And we, Moise was try, thought he was trying to protect them, but you're right, it, you can't protect some people because the, he was that good. And the agent then managed to get in the gap Make the, you know, get the the thin get the, wedge, the, the wedge in there, um, and and created so that it was like this fella against you, he's going to ruin your career. You've got to go to Man United, mm. and he that's what ends up going. And I just remember the time it was just pure anger, pure anger, because again, young and stupid, and and didn't understand how it all worked. And the club had spun the line out there, and um, I think his agent was happy to play their part in it. And I remember him, he was all the rumours was going, and it looked like he was going. And the story appeared in like the Sun, and it was like on, and it was another thing. It was like it was like an exclusive with the Sun from Rooney. His agents had already given it. It was like drive the wedge, drive the wedge. Oh, we don't want. And it was that thing of like build the anger so that Sterling's when he, agent done it, didn't he? When he build the he anger shit, so that when he leaves, you're like made up, made gone. up the person. And I remember being at Old Trafford actually the day before he signed. We do nil nil, and I remember being there and. Um, Ever, we were all singing. He's the going to Chelsea and was born. Yeah, you know when, and we got away with it to some 
as a club we got away with it because we ended up finishing fourth mm. and all the blame was on Rooney and we hated him and he kissed, like, he kissed the badge and all that and no fans took obviously offence to that but he's a kid he's getting pelters left right and centre he knew what really happened as a fan base we're abusing him and he kissed the badge and, and listen, of course you're going to as a fan you're going to go mental but of course over time it mellowed but it was pure, pure anger. I mean, at the, when Duncan went, it was pure anger at the club. Mm. When Rooney went, it was pure anger at, um, at the player. one of our own. That's and, yeah, well, that's it. I didn't give either being from Manchester or Scotland or London or whatever. We'd have been devastated, mm. but it would have been a different thing. But it's having that because thing. Because he had Everton pitches in his window, even when he signed for yeah. United, he was still there, because he remember. And of course, you've got that thing of... You've got the most... The biggest sensation in the world, and you're basically handing them you over. Can't keep you them. can't keep up, and that's the other thing. You can't keep hold of them. Mm-hmm. You can't build a team around them. You can't provide them with what he needs. And listen, he goes to Man United, he wins everything, and and fair play. And he never looked back, and and he did. In a, all right, I don't think he fully became the player he should have become. No, but he, but he, but him in, in a way, he, what he did was he, he just, and this is credit to him. He made sure that he did what he needed to do to win all those trophies and be in the team and provide, you know, I'll if you need, I'll play in the left, I'll play in the right, I'll play up front, I'll play centre midfield, fit me wherever you need to, me to be so I can be in this team and I'll work hard and I'll, and he did it and he was, he did what he did everything. And we almost he almost come back a couple of times. Mm. The, the most famous one was the the one when. Uh, he had that bust up with Ferguson and there was all the rumours he was going to City mm. and yeah he wanted to come to Everton and he was going to take a big pay cut to come to Everton at that time and had mm. we got him then we'd have been getting him I think he was 28 at the time yeah peak 27, 28 he would have come <sighs> back and then he almost come back when Moyes went there yeah when Moyes ended up going capping on to him and, mm. and getting him to back down but he would, he wanted he was talking to Ken like then about coming back mm. and it was very strong Rumours that he was he was back that season, but obviously when he come and played in Duncan Sestamon, yeah. that was the one for most fans. Well, he went to the old nine cup final, didn't he? Yeah, he was at the cup went final. Went to the cup final. That never, started. you know, never. He, I remember him speaking about the cup final mm. as well, saying, you know, we can just do this yeah. and stuff. The wheeze. I remember the uh, pictures of his kids and everything. I remember yeah. the thing he did when we beat United three one when Rodwell scored, and he played, and it was the first yeah. kind of game because it was after the cup final. Mm. Everton fans didn't really go yeah. after him. And he I think he appreciated that. Yeah. And in that game, you could tell he went that when they went one nil up, don't forget. I think it was Sheringham yeah, scored yeah. early on, after about ten, fifteen minutes. And he was just like they scored and he, he didn't yeah. he just jogged over him. So and went by there was no like yeah. none of that. And I remember he went round Howard and he could have got the ball at the street end and he just let it roll out and started laughing and I was thinking yeah. That's a change, you know, that like little yeah, thing. Yeah. And and then Ferguson stopped he'd stop playing him yeah. as well, hadn't he? Because he knew what it meant yeah. and all that. So there was a there was it mellow and it was great to see him back. And I said last week and something that I still think he went this time too soon yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I, in hindsight, I in hindsight. Another year maybe, but it was right. devastating when he went because he was he was unbelievable. Who have you got next? So the next one for me would have to be Lescott, I think. Now, the reason why is because we, after Rooney had left, 
we'd built we built up a a team that um was doing well we built up this idea of not selling our best players going out there build bringing players in and creating this team and when Lescott left it was it was almost like the first sign of it was all built on sand in a way so you know he's he, he'd had a magnificent season mm. um and i think that was the summer we got to the cup final wasn't mm. it and that it just oh, felt man. like what was annoying and we've said this loads of times is that team for that two seasons were were brilliant absolutely brilliant it was just missing something mm. but I think it, those teams are a lot better than some of the other teams that have been around since. And as we mentioned, I think it's much better than the Leicester team that won the league. Wow. And it just, I don't know, we'd had Kale in there and we'd had uh, Arteta in there and people had tried to get them. And there's this idea that Moyes would sell players that he didn't feel like he needed anymore. So mm. you have the likes of Yakubu, Andy Johnson, James Beatty had all left the club, and it was there was a, like a, almost like a healthy turnover of mm. players. Yeah, I hadn't left at this. No, time. no, sorry, yeah, but you bring players in. Yeah, yeah, and Beatty and Johnson, oh, yeah. You know, you bring people in and you let them go when you need to. Just like Yak was like the next one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was the this the, this was not only was this annoying because we lose one of our best players. It was annoying because he wanted to go. But it was also annoying because Man City started to flex their muscles. And it was that feeling of, you. we can't have anything anymore. Mm. Because they'll come in, these will want to come in and try and take anything that we've got. We've Don't got. forget, they were crap at the time. No, I know, that's what I'm saying. They just had money. That's what I'm saying, but they had money. That but, was what was worse. They were, coming after, they were going after players. And they were thro- showing so much ambition. And... And I remember again it was that thing of hearing it, like oh just just small rumour, newspaper. And you're like, no, no chance. Won't happen, never happen. And it was that actual fear of losing them that was worse than actually losing them. It was and, horrible. And the knobhead, Mark Hughes. Mm-hmm. Who who was the captain of my Cricks eleven. Yeah. Cricks eleven. Yeah, the player wants to go, do blah 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 blah. I'll let him go and when big cl- when yeah. big clubs come knocking, you'd have to move out the way. Yeah. Man City. Man City. I like I I I have got nothing against Man City. I, I quite like them. I think the I think the I think for years they kinda mirrored us. They were never as successful as us. They still haven't been as successful as us. No. But they mirrored Everton in fact having to put up with noisy horrible bastards mm. who play in red winning stuff and having to just get on with it and having a, a really good fan base and things always kind of going wrong for them when it looked like it might go right for them for once mm. and you know so very similar to Everton mm. but when that tit started mild enough yeah. like that I just wanted to put my foot through the telly and into <laughs> his face because he was a shite talk and he always will but I hate him I honestly can't he's have definitely him, in so. the pricks 11 oh he's the captain and the manager player manager Player, captain, player manager. captain, manager, and owner. chairman and owner. Um, so you're right. It was Lukaku. Lescott was brilliant. He was brilliant for us. Goals, every, and I'd like we got him from Wolves, and, and he grew, grew into this like top defender, the left foot, the balance, and then all of a sudden he like wanted to go, and you were like, what the fuck? Mm. And 
you know what? I was devastated, like gutted that he, he might happen, and then he turned up against Arsenal at home. Well, didn't turn up. No. And he says he, he tried, but he didn't. He was shite. Compared to how good he was for us, he was a joke that day. He yeah. let people run behind him. He let Thomas Vermaelen run off yeah. him to score. He was terrible. And he created and the narrative. And we get beat 6-1. So he's left out, you know. He, Moyes wouldn't let him go. And he said he wanted to play against Sigma, Olamuch at home or whatever they were called. And Moyes wouldn't let him play. And he was gutted because he wanted to play. And you were like, you fucking do one, like. But, uh, but it was the right, in the end, yeah, Moyes had to sell him. You know, and mm. he he painted slightly different. Said Moyes like treated him terribly, but you can understand Moyes has made yeah. We we're on the verge of something. Mm. We're just and that's you know, what makes it worse. And then you come to him and go, actually, I want to leave. And Moyes, I think Moyes said the first. Lescott said he wasn't wasn't interested. Yeah. And then obviously it changed. So that was he's. I'll be honest with you. He's the he's the last one that has gone. Yeah. For me, who have been like daily. Well, well, we're going to talk about someone else in a moment, but in or the something else. But th- mm. this was, to me, this was where yeah, it was. This was the one where it was like, this is a great side, and it's, that's it. And it didn't win anything, and we should be adding to it. And we're not. We're losing players, and yeah, we went out and got this down, and Billy Letton off, and 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 uh, John Heiter. I mean, this down arguably no, it, was as good as would have been as good as Lescott, just without the goals. Yeah, but that's the thing. It, it's but not, at the time, it was it didn't it, feel it's like not that. like that though. Was it didn't feel like that? It felt like it felt like the the team needed more players, not mm. not to be selling your yeah, best players. Yeah, and it yeah. sends a message out right there though that we couldn't keep hold of our players, which we had done since we needed left pretty mm. much. And and it's, yeah, it was just it was just a, it was just a knife to the heart. I think it was just that realization that because we we'd been quite close to like yeah, that yeah. top four, we and were like we seemed to be the next team and coming then City in, were coming then and then all money. of a sudden we we were like losing to this team that yeah. had just got money from nowhere kind of thing, and it was like we're not actually getting any closer here, are we? We're, we're like on mm. borrowed time now, and these are going to overtake us, and I and, think that and that's where. Thing. And I, you know, the next one I put down is Arteta, but that's an it's an Arteta stroke peanut, mm. and it's this is the one where again it's not it's not a mal, not as angry, and I know I know mm. you've got different feelings on this, of course, but this one to me was again another sort of this was like the last one. This was like this was like this is like the epilogue. This is like Arteta. No, but this is like Arteta going. These aren't going anywhere. Like this, yeah. It was le- like the last was the of it, yeah. the last was like the beginning of that, mm. and this was like the end of that, or nearly the end of that. Mm. Where it's like actually these aren't going anywhere, and I actually just need to move. Mm. And when you couple that with Pina leaving, and Pina not getting the contract that Arteta got, when Pina actually, Pina is like the money ball player, and I don't think I don't know how many people will look at those players. We, I loved, I thought Arteta was amazing, but Pina for me deserved as much money as Arteta because the stuff he did mm. was just incredible um, Just he was just the value of him I thought was just it was like that money ball situation where people couldn't see the value of him and for for Arteta to leave and Pinar to leave but Pinar didn't get the contract he wanted so he let and it was just those two leaving was, we lost them in a few months didn't we and then Kale's coming to the end anyway and mm. you've just lost that entire team and you can't replace it because you can't it, again you've got to replace it slowly because we're building those team it's just uh, like Arteta like Arte, was just um, it was like uh, <laughs> and we sold them and we bring in like <laughs> 
strengthy and sacrilegious. And Trent, it just was, no, I know, but it was just that the in terms mm. of quality. Yeah, but Trenthe in terms of quality was up there, mate. Trenthe was incredible. It was just that everything else that went with him. On his day when he showed that he was brilliant. No, I know, but... But the problem was it wasn't in Arteta's position, which was a key bleeding thing. I think that the problem with Arteta, 2010... Don't forget, Mikel Arteta had done his... He'd done his knee ligaments in at Newcastle mm-hmm. in, in, by putting his leg on the floor. So innocuous, it was ridiculous. And he was out for the best part of a year. Yeah, yeah. Come back... I remember he come back against Birmingham City at home in the FA Cup and he got beat 2-1. Mm. I don't know why. Joe Hart was brilliant. He was unknown there. But he come on and he was really good. And then he had that good run and he, you know, we had the, the thing he kicked with V and mm. he scored that goal against Hull and he was brilliant with Landon Donovan. And, and he was really good to the end of the season. Mm. He clearly lost a little bit of his mobility. He just was never quite the same. And in the summer, Man City come in for him. With, with a big bid and they offered us big money in Misha Richards who was really good at the time mm-hmm. as well and Everton should have took the money really because it was double what we ended up yeah. getting for him and we should have took the money and only and I've been told this as well is that only that Moyes still hadn't was still pissed off with City for taking Lescott mm-hmm. he wouldn't sanction it Arteta yeah. wanted to go and eventually Moyes like was just like just get signed a new contract, we'll have one more go at it, mm. see what we do and all that. So Arteta say he stayed. But I wish he'd have been I'd have had more respect for him mm. had he had done what he did twelve months later and just gone, No, I wanna go now because I'm ready mm. and, and that you're gonna get big money and a player. I'm gonna get a big contract going to Man City. And I think Everton would have come out of that. Pina would have been rewarded. We'd have got Misha yeah. Richards, who could have played centre back, right back, and was good mm. at the time. I know he fell off a cliff a no, couple yeah. of years later, but we were getting him for next to nothing while he was still a good age. And Moyes, I think, would have been good for him because he def- yeah. disciplined him instead of letting him have the Instagram lifestyle. That he, he was one of the, the <laughs> first people to do it. Founders, yeah, he was. So I think had Arteta gone then, my mm. dislike for him wouldn't have been anywhere near it. Mm. He stayed on a big fat contract. PNR went because we didn't give it to PNR, and PNR was more important to us. He was because him and Baines were, were yeah, yeah. absolutely our best. He kept us going when Arteta went Exactly, and he'd done all that while Arteta was out for a year. And then Arteta stayed and done nothing in that next season, nothing. Floated around the pitch like he wasn't asked. Because obviously, from his perspective, he'd been denied a move to a team on the up. Mm. And this team he was in wasn't quite the same. You yeah. just said Kale was on the wane. You know, he was he was still all right, yeah, but yeah. he just wasn't at his peak of his powers. And Lescott had gone then, and we were in that mm. little thing of like we had Billy, but it, it was all a bit like yeah, wishy washy. Moyes yeah. was trying to mould it again, yeah. fair play to him. But I think Arteta's mind had gone anyway. And then obviously he shit on us the next year, and he did in a big way because if he'd have been straight with Moyes from the off, it'd have been dealt with differently, mm. and Everton would have been able to reinvest the money. Telling a club on deadline day that yeah. you're not playing for them again and you won't play. And standing over people at, at a fax machine, making sure they're doing what they've said they're doing, refusing to go home and be wait like normal players. That's where all my respect mm-hmm. went out the thing for them. But I just think we could have used the money better and we would have been able to get another midfielder in who, mm-hmm. who probably would have helped the the team. And whereas we ended up with 
I, I dreamt, dreamt was a, was the right thing to do because he was no risk with the money. Mm. Slackwellers, he was was Dennis yeah, was yeah, Dennis. Yeah. So Moyes was ended up with Arteta going, yeah, and then having to replace him with two players that cost nothing. And it was and it was difficult, no, wasn't it? But the one player I I'd put in PNR is, is I love Stephen PNR and he was brilliant and he was for me he was much more important to Everton than Mikel Arteta was. Once the knee was done, yeah. Arteta was never the same anyway. Mm. Um, but one player I'd put on my board who really was gutted when he left was Olivier Decor. Yeah, because he was unbelievable that mm. season. If you remember that season, he come in for that one year. Yeah, Matarati yeah. and Collins, Alamayas put something up, didn't he? Actually. Um, I got me digging about John Collins, no problem. But uh, Ollie was absolutely Ollie brilliant was. for that season, and he's another one. I don't think he wanted to go. No, but Everton had Johnson had, put, spent. had spent money and hadn't got a return. DJ Spuddles had, had, you know, gone to be Marquise's mascot as well. And um, stuff and all you know, that. So no, I, yeah, I mean when all of so the when the call went, it was like so when he went, I was a bit like. Yeah, I, I remember at the time when he went, and he Matarati went as well, didn't he? And it was just like. But if you we beat Thingy six 0 didn't we? And he was incredible. He beat West Ham six 0 and everyone was singing oh, when he was walking around, and we because there was rumours he might go, and and I, I think I at the time, so I think at the time it probably didn't hurt me that much because I just probably expected it. Mm. I expected the club was a shit show, but he was a quality. No, he was quality. That's what I'm saying to you. It's not the fact. I wasn't crying, yeah, yeah. but it was the fact that you could tell he was When he came quality. back to Leeds, that's when I was pissed yeah. off. Well, he'd said they'd done that big thing, yeah. going, if they ever go back to England, it's only to play for Everton. Yeah. And then he went to friggin' Leeds. Yeah. Not bad. Can't trust footballers. Nope. Wouldn't trust them if he There you me. go. I hope that's answered your question. I mean, I think it has massively, massively answered your, your question. And if, you know what? If you, give well, us a, if you give us a good question, we will answer it in the best possible way. There you go. So thanks for sending in and uh, get your questions. I know loads of you haven't. I've got loads on my phone. It's also about going through them, um, and you know, because when we answer them, we answer them properly. We give time to them, delve into them. Before we them. There you go. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Do you agree with mine and Baz's choices on the worst breakups you've ever had at Evan? Let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you next week.